it's five o'clock on Wednesday, and I'm hitting record. I'm I'm hitting record because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking about what to do and um, set up for a podcast because I I thought I was recording it at five. More on that in a second, and I can't get my thoughts in order because I'm having a million of them. And nobody's home, and this isn't live, so I'm like, why don't I just talk through them on a podcast? Maybe I learn a lesson, and if it's a lesson worth learning, I post the podcast to help somebody else learn it. Here's what's up. Uh, If you're here because you're waiting for a guest podcast, you can go. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry, and you can go. That's Now we're even. The transaction is closed. Like, I owe you something. I'm apologizing. I'm wrong. You're right. And I'm saying you don't have to stay. So you get back your afternoon, and I um, don't get yelled at. So that's out of the way. Here's what happened. So I, the reason I struggle with booking these so much Outside of the fact that I have ADD, which even just yesterday, I learned something new about me is related to my ADD. Something that I thought always just sucked about me is ADD related. Should I tell you what it is? Do you care? Or is that too far of a tangent? We're in it now. I'm just going to tell you. I, uh, I found out that the way that other people, it's always been foreign to me when people discuss, I do... I only, I think Mina said it in this podcast. I only go running so that I can spend hours sitting on the couch watching Netflix. It's like the reward system. And that doesn't, that math doesn't compute in my brain. It does logically, but I can't get that same motivation out of that, that a lot of people can, that many people close to me can. Dan is very good at like, well, let me get these six things done so that I can be lazy. And my brain is like, just do the lazy. Nobody's telling you you have to do those things. Just don't, it doesn't, um, even though I know logically having completed the tasks I need to get done before and knowing that on the other side of them is happier contentment, um, feeling like I've achieved something, that the feeling I'm craving is on the other side of these tasks, it doesn't, work as well I hear some of you talk about it and I'm like that sounds straight up like a drug and I'd love to take that because it's the thing I'm lacking and I found out the other day that's ADD I it's um the memory of good outcomes and the memory of bad outcomes is not as potent and does not work as well as a motivator for not everybody with many people with ADD Um, And for me, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but when I find something out about myself is connected to something I already know about myself, it's soothing because I'm like, oh, I'm not um, broken in another way that I can't identify. It's the same crack. I just have to figure out a way to either seal it up or like get around it, you know? It's the first step towards uh, fixing that problem is figuring out what's causing it. So anyway... The other reason is because that I that I suck at booking uh, these things is because I think I've put this big stamp on it that it's like these are the people I fuck with, and um, so it's not an ex- 
It's not an extensive list, and it's a list that has a spectrum to it. Like, there are people I think I fuck with. There's people I'm pretty sure I fuck with. There's people I know that I fuck with. And I think I front-loaded the knowing ones because that's when you try anything out for the first time when you're like, let's see if this works. You're like, let's start with a couple sure things. Like, I knew there wasn't going to be a chance in an interview with Mina that I stumble into something where I'm like, she's not going to want to talk about that. Like, we are, we, I consider her a good friend of mine. I also know that that might be a one-way street, and I'm actually pretty comfortable with that. I've spent my whole life in this world. Um, I'm comfortable here. But there are people that I'm like, you know, I think I'm just nervous to ask just anybody and then, you know, come to find out they're like sneaky a bad person (laughs) I'll feel like uh what was the point you know the whole goal for this thing was to be like look these are these people have depth they have um everyone's got a reason for why they are the way they are and I'm so curious to find that out it's the whole goal of the podcast and then usually my brain does this thing where it's like, you know who it is this week? It's this person. Because it's usually somebody that I either can't stop thinking about even just like unconsciously. Does that make sense? Where someone just kind of keeps tangentially being related to all the things you're thinking about that week. And you're like, got it. That makes sense. Or it's somebody whose name keeps popping up in my timeline. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a person that I, I want to talk to them about that. And so... I genuinely think that's how that I make these better. I don't think they are made better. I want each of these interviews to have something of value in them. Whether it's you learned something you didn't know about someone before or you met a person whose content you didn't know you liked. Like I bet there are people who don't watch a lot of football but met Mina and are like, I like the way she thinks about things and now they can appreciate, it's an access point. Now they might love football more because they found the person who talks about it from the perspective that makes the most sense to them. Because you can get into anything. You just need an entry point. Case in point, I was pretty into wrestling when the pandemic started. I was super into AEW. And partially it's because it was something I could do with a person that I love. But partially it's because loving Dan let me see wrestling through Dan's eyes. And I was like, oh, I get it. I get what you like about it. I don't know if that's going to work for me, but let me try it. Let me enjoy this the way you do. And it was fun. So I think that like... I can, as I search for why I'm here, as I search for what in the hell I'm supposed to add to sports media or any media or the world at large, if you want to get real deep, as I'm like sitting here for the last year, sifting through my files of my life, being like, what is it? What am I being set up to achieve? The one thing I know for sure is that like I can help people get entry points. Because I know that it brings me joy when someone reviews my podcast by saying that my, it's usually this, I don't mean to make this um, gender based, but it, I see a lot of like, my wife didn't think she liked sports until she listened to this podcast with me and now she watches games with me. It doesn't matter. The nouns there don't matter. The pronouns don't matter. It's like a hearing that somebody who didn't think this was for them found out that it might be is what I love doing. I love being like, I know you think it might not be. Come check this out. And not everybody, you know, it's not like a, I don't, 
I don't need to do that, but it is the, a very rewarding part of this job. And I think that that's been the goal for these interviews. Do I sound like I'm taking them way too seriously? This is just how much I care about my job. I care. I really don't want to do bad work. I really, in a time when you guys can listen to literally anything, to me, putting a podcast out feels like I'm intruding. Like, you don't have to listen to it. I know the goal is to be like, make more people listen to it. And if a bunch of people listen to it and like it, then I'm thrilled by that. I'm not like trying to be unsuccessful. I just feel like, um, making stuff that matters to me is always going to be more rewarding than making stuff that is quote-unquote successful or quote-unquote popular. I think having the most popular podcast on iTunes would make me incredibly anxious and unable to speak because there's just everybody that shows up to listen to something is showing up from somewhere. We always count that part out when we talk about art or content is the word I'm more comfortable because we're talking about my podcast. Whenever people show up to something to listen to it, they're coming from somewhere. And you bring a lot of that with you, whether you're conscious of it or not. And that leads to miscommunications. It leads to misunderstandings. It leads to, you know, somebody being sensitive about an issue that they have every right to be sensitive to, but you're not sensitive to it because you can't consider every possible sensitivity or the entire podcast or whatever this art form is will be you apologizing for offending anybody by that thing you just said. Like, it is... I try my best to not intentionally be mean or intentionally exclude, but I only have my perspective. I can understand other people's and I take a lot of joy in doing so. I think that's the work that is rewarding is figuring out where other people are coming from and figuring out how to speak a language that makes it easier for you to get through to them. Because why try to communicate with someone who's not understanding you? I love doing that. And I really try very hard to do it. But I'm not always going to be perfect. And so if I had the most popular podcast on iTunes, that would mean the room is full of people. You can't read a room when it's full of people you can't see. I can read the room of this podcast because I read the Reddit. Because that's the... I can, vi I can see it. I can see you guys interacting with each other. I can see the types of people that you are. I can see the way that you take care to not hurt other people. I can see the way that you include other people and let them make them feel welcome. And I can see the way that when uh, somebody isn't being welcoming or someone's being needlessly acidic and just toxic to a community, you're, you're very like, hey, cut that out. You can stay, but you got to cut that out. And like, that's my people. <laughs> I really think I've treated a, a, this podcast like a beacon. This is what um, some, just to get real deep, this is what somebody who grew up um, really wanting friends, this is the, what they turn into. A person who's just like, what if I use my podcast as a way to be like, this is how I am. Does anybody like it? Does anybody else like this? Is it helpful to anyone that I share with you that this is how I am? Can you use any of the information I've gathered to help you answer questions you have because I don't mind sharing it and if I can help I hope I'm helping like that's what this is I'm like please please be friends with me or or does any does this am I normal I'm really just this podcast is just me asking you over the course of two hours an episode am I normal or is this am I bad so anyway 
what the hell was my point? So uh, I put a lot of work into into booking these. I try to book them properly. And I also want to make sure that the people that I'm booking feel comfortable and uh, open up and share some stuff about themselves. Not everybody's like this okay. Not everybody wants to be as open as I um, feel this incredible need to be. Not everybody wants to be like, hey, I suck at this. Because, you know, when you're doing it, when you're out here doing it, telling yourself you suck at it is not how you get it done. But during periods of rest, I think it's healthy to be like, do I suck? Let me make sure I don't suck. It's also healthy to then just start doing things again. That's the part I'm struggling with. But ahem, life update. I am, I'm, get, I'm getting on antidepressants and we're going to see how this goes. Um, but I know that not everybody wants to tell everyone about all of the things they've experienced and the ways they're insecure and how it makes them feel and how they cope with it and how they're on antidepressants. And like, I know that not everybody wants to do that. And I don't want to make anyone feel like they have to do that. But at the same time, it's so, anytime I've ever done that, anytime I've ever been really honest about what I'm going through, the, the way that people respond has surprised me. Yeah, you get people who are like, blah, 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 but they don't matter to me as much because I'm like, yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm not claiming to be perfect and congratulations to you that you are, but I'm not. And actually, when I said out loud that I'm not, I heard a bunch of people exhale and I feel like I'd rather make them feel better than make you like me. It just, I'm learning that you liking me isn't as valuable as this person being like, I can go, I don't have to, someone else also feels this way, I'm not crazy. So point is, I, I want people to be comfortable. That's why I don't like to be like, you must be here at 5 p.m. Please come with. It's always a text message. I text anybody I want to be my guest. I try to be casual about it. I'm not good at that. But sometimes I nail it. I will give myself credit. Sometimes I do nail it where they're just like, hell yeah, I'll do it tomorrow at that time. Let's go. And then other times little things go wrong. And then my dysfunctions, my, you know, inability to schedule, my difficulty understanding time and how it moves, uh, those get in the way. Today, uh, not having a guest is, it is my fault. And I really don't want it to be. But I have two phones. I forget sometimes that when I, 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 since this pandemic, I have, I have two phones. One of them is always on. The other one is usually dead. It's, it doesn't ring. Nobody uses it. Not that many people have that number that I'm not saying this to try to hurt anyone's but everybody who has that number doesn't work here anymore so it's not it doesn't I don't use it and so I've been a one phone person and I try to remember to use it and turn it on because there were a couple mistakes where I didn't turn it on for so long and I missed very important things from it's whatever I forgot that the person that I booked on today's podcast has that number. And so uh, where we had left off was that I would send them a link at five and to not worry and everything would be fine. And I was very excited to talk to them. And um, because there was like a little hesitance. And so I was like, don't pressure, don't overly, don't just send the link at five like you said. Don't be like checking in, just want to make sure we're good for, don't give them a chance to feel free. Just give them the link at five like you said. Uh, I sent the link at five. I oh, I went to text the person that I sent them the link. 
And I was like, oh, shoot, they don't have this phone. They have my other phone number. And I flipped my phone over and I had a bunch of texts of them reaching out at a perfectly reasonable time earlier in the day to say that they probably weren't going to be able to do it. Trying to call me, asking me to get on the phone, being like, checking in again. Hello, are you there? And so I just had to be like, oh, yep, ignore the email I just sent you. My bad for missing this. Uh, Not your fault. Please don't feel guilty. It's totally fine my fault. And I'm just so mad at myself right now because I had two guests lined up. Two. And I was like, if I get one, awesome. If I get both, I'm set up for next week and I don't have to do this dance. And one of them is not texting me back now. Which I assume means I scared them off. I'm sure I could be nicer to myself and think that they are being mean and that I'm not in the wrong. But I like this person a lot. I don't like to think that my friends are not wanting to hang out with me. So I just tell myself it's my fault. I did something probably. Being overbearing maybe. But that fell through and then this one fell through at the moment. Like it's the finding out of it the moment that you're about to do it is what sucks the most because you're like oh shoot I was I actually gave myself my locker room speech I came out here and I was like yo that question's gonna crush I'm so excited to find out their answer to this question and now I'm just sitting here I've been sitting here you know since five it's now 5 45 just staring out the window like okay so it I messed up now what and the best answer I got was well talk through how that happened and um be honest about it and maybe somebody else will it'll unlock something for somebody else because blah this stinks it stinks putting out a podcast if this goes out it might not but putting out a podcast episode where you're like hey guys it's me failed you again um at a time when I have three things to do in a week on a good week It's crazy to me now that being busy means I had, I recorded a podcast for somebody else today and then I had a second podcast today. Today was a busy day for me. That's two things and all they are is speaking freely. But I don't have, my ball is not rolling down the hill. It is sitting in a big puddle of mud. And so rolling is like, oh boy, I gotta push. I gotta push a lot. And I just wish, you know, I just wish the momentum was closer. I can't, I can't even see the hill right now. So it's like everything I have to do feels like a huge thing I have to do. And I simultaneously feel incapable of completing tiny tasks. So big tasks, I'm like, you're never going to do that. And these moments happen where I really did sincerely try and it didn't work. And I'm like, ew, the ultimate answer isn't supposed to be that I suck. The ultimate answer is supposed to be that I'm I'm not trying properly. But I felt like I did this time and I still found a way to screw it up. So, um... Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Uh, that's the other thing about being honest about this kind of stuff is I, I see some of you guys sometimes worrying about me. And I totally get that because this isn't something, this isn't the kind of talking people do in front of other people. And um, I don't want to alarm you or scare you. I have an incredible support system. I'm incredibly lucky. My life is 
what I always wanted it to be. Yeah, I just like said that statement and then sat with it and inspected it for a second. I was like, yeah, it is. I, there, I, I'm so lucky. Uh, I just find it valuable to share that it lucky still feels like this sometimes. Because then, um, I don't know, maybe it will feel less bad when you're unlucky. I, don't, I can't tell if that makes sense. Um, I think feeling bad is an incredibly universal human experience. And it's one that we don't talk about because it feels bad. <laughs> um, but weirdly enough, hearing about someone else, the ways in which they feel bad, it doesn't make you feel better in the sense that you feel happy that they feel bad. There were people like that. The funny thing about my podcast right now is if you hate me, you should listen to it because you'll see how sad I am. And that, you know, makes your evil, gross heart eviler and grosser. Good for you. We're all clapping. But I think um, I think that hearing about it is like normalizing it. So then it doesn't feel as big and scary. Like, it's just a podcast. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Nobody cares. Um, I think what it what my feeling bad is is knowing that there are a couple people who do care, and uh, I don't want them to think they were wrong about me. I don't want them to think that I don't care. God, do I care. I care so much, it's um, mortifying. <laughs> I care so much, you're not supposed to say that. Because then um, you seem desperate and nobody wants to listen to somebody desperate. But I'm not desperate. I just want it to be good for me. I want it to be good for you, but um, I could make a, a podcast that a lot of people would like that I wouldn't like. And... That's not where I'm at right now. I don't judge anybody who does that. It's not where I'm at right now. Um, I want... I want a different kind of reward, I think. I think the luckiest thing about this job is that um, everybody... How do I say this? The luckiest thing about this job is I have people reach out to me to tell me to thank me for talking about stuff they've never heard from, they've never heard before, but that resonates with them. And again, that can just be luck. It might just be that they haven't listened to somebody else's podcast. There's too many podcasts. Who's listening to all of them? But when somebody reaches out to be like, hey, thanks for the way you talk about, I'll just give a specific example so I don't sound like I'm talking in nothingness. I really appreciate the way you talk about your depression. I haven't heard anybody talk about it that way and it has comforted me and it's made me feel a lot better about mine and I just wanted to say thanks because it feels really good to know I'm not alone. I get people doing that to me and they don't realize that I needed that. <laughs> like I think I talk about stuff the way I do because sometimes when I'm listening to other shit, I'm like, man, why has everybody else got their shit together? Doesn't anyone else suck a little? And um, and so when you guys, I get paid to get comforted by people, and and that's awesome. The downside of it is that uh, a lot of people don't give a shit, and I understand why they don't give a shit. 
Um, the downside of it is it feels self-indulgent. For a person who can't stand herself, to share herself feels like, if you guys don't like this, um, guess who gets it? Me. I had a thought the other day that I think one of the most crushing things about this period of my life is that it feels like the only job I'm supremely qualified for is a roast of me. <laughs> Which, once I wrote that down, I was like, that's objectively hilarious. But I can see how somebody would read it and be like, that is so sad. But I'm like, yeah, but isn't it hilariously sad? Isn't it so funny how sad that is? And isn't funny? Why use it on stuff that already feels good? Use it on stuff that sucks. Spend your laughter laughing at things that hurt. Because then you'll be like doesn't hurt as much because I am laughing. It's why sometimes when things are so funny, you cry. And why when things are so uh, really painful, you laugh hysterically. I've heard so many stories of people that are like, man, I'm doing something really sad. And I can't stop laughing. Is something wrong with me? It's like, no. They're kind of the same emotion. It's just different shades of it. It's a release. You're getting stuff out of you. Laughter feels objectively better. So why? I think you need to cry. But I also feel like the best thing. Man, honestly, dating a comedian has changed my perspective on this completely. Because there's nothing better than like, I have access to the funny. I really truly think. and To the point where I don't care if anybody else thinks it. I'm so confident. It. I really think Dan is one of the funniest people. He's certainly the funniest person I will ever meet in my lifetime. I think he may be one of the funniest people on the planet. He's had so much pain in his life and he's so funny. That's not an accident. And I And having him here when I'm in pain has been like, I don't know, life-changing. Because he can just be like, tell me the specific thing you're upset about and I'll make fun of it. And I'm like, yes! Hell yeah, dude! I should pay you! Um, did I abandon a point somewhere back there? Or... Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to release this. Uh... I'm afraid to even send it to Travis. I think he'll be like, I'm not listening to that. Go to therapy. Which, again, I'm going to. Uh, step one is uh, fix the inability to get motivated to do even the tiniest tasks so that finding a therapist I like doesn't sound like an impossible. It's like, oh, let me just go on a bunch of first dates. No. When you're depressed, a first date is like, oh my god, I have to be my best self? I haven't seen her in weeks. So like going into a therapist and just, I, I've, I gotta find somebody I trust and blah, yada, 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 yada. Um, I think next steps for me, I'm gonna try, I might try to text that other person that wasn't getting back to me. Because now I see that they've texted me. I just really feel like deep down they don't want to do it. And so uh, I don't want to make them do it doesn't matter that much um I'm gonna figure it out and my hope is that between now and tomorrow when I drive to Boston with Myrtle oh my god she is did I say I said some I think I haven't I haven't said this on the podcast yet I think it happened since the podcast Myrtle like 
ran away the other day. And um, I understand the perfectly logical explanation is like, dogs do that. Dogs do dumb shit. They're not humans. Um, but boy, when you're down and your dog runs away, it hurts. It's like, what do you not? You don't like me either. You can't stand me either. I love on you all day. I provide you food and a home. You don't love me. Parents that are listening to this are like, lady, it gets so much worse. And I totally can empathize now. But uh, it sucked. And now she's like mad at me, which is probably me projecting because I'm upset with her for wanting to leave me. Um, But like I have to hold, she hates going in the car. And now I know I'm going to make her do it for four hours. And I can't, I'm really sorry, but I need to go. I can't, um, I'm leaving her with my mom. And I know I'm going to be leaving her somewhere that's a house full of love. My mom can't wait to see her. My mom should get a dog so badly, but she won't. But I'm like trying to convince her. And I think if she spends time with Myrtle, the greatest dog on earth, that she'll see that uh, she should get a dog. But Myrtle's going to be so mad at me for the whole ride. And I'm, I'm like gearing up emotionally to deal with being disliked by my dog for four hours. Um, that's going to suck. It's just going to suck. So, uh, and then at the end of that journey, I'm getting on a plane to meet um, someone's grandmother who might not like me. And it's important to me that they like me because I like the someone so much. So anyway, this is just from my... I'm just letting you know why the things I'm looking at look like mountains. They sound on the outside like uh, you... So you have to go to San Francisco. Okay. But it's like, woof. When you're doubting yourself, the last thing you want to do is open yourself up to something and go... Do you like me? Because they might say no. And you're like, well, then shoot. What am I even doing here? Um, And that's now the therapist in the back of my head is going, and that's why you're supposed to love yourself. I will. I'm just busy. Okay. I'm in the middle of something right now. So um, anyway, that's where I'm at. And tomorrow I can, I'm, so I can maybe try to record with this other person before I leave tomorrow. That way that there will be so, and I know it's going to be a great interview because this person is great and they're interesting and they're funny and they're kind and there's a story there. Um, so uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. And if you're listening to this, it probably didn't work out. <laughs> so um it's still a 31 minute podcast there are podcasts that are 31 minutes long that people listen to and they're like that was an episode so it doesn't have to be two and a half hours to count this is a 30 minute interview with a famous person just happens to be me are you mad that i said i was famous i didn't mean it to sound like a compliment it just kind of is a is a truth an unfortunate inconvenient truth okay i love you i mean it today's podcast oh my god you have to do ad reads you sad sad woman did i do any yet of course not of course you didn't even say hello to anybody yet you just do them guess who brought you this and and they didn't know they didn't in in fairness to flame bears they didn't know that the podcast they were presenting was this one And I bet if they had their druthers, they wouldn't have chosen this one. So instead of saying thanks to Flame Bears, I'm going to apologize to Flame Bears. A podcast championing the women seeking to compete in the 2021 Tokyo Summer Olympics and Paralympics. On a real thing, uh, I spoke to Kelly O'Hara earlier today. I interviewed her for her podcast. And um, yeah, I know. How's that for? I, I don't know. It's a mind. 
but it uh she it got me so hyped on the olympics it got me so hyped to talk to a person who has been in the olympics and found great success and also failure um on the highest level international to have her sit and chat with me about how she what heat training is and where they put the thermometer was fascinating and so cool and so I bet that's a feeling you get from listening to Flame Bears. It's listening to women, uh, female athletes who don't get interviewed the way that male athletes do in a number of ways. And it's it's interesting. They have an interesting perspective. On the other side of it, it, a podcast like Flame Bears, as they say in their ad copy, representation matters. There is a a person out there, I guess that's kind of the theme of what I've been saying this whole time anyway, isn't it? There's a person out there that's looking to see if anyone else feels the way they feel. They want to see if someone that looks like them or sounds like them or acts like them can be successful. And Flame Bears is like, yes, and do you want to talk to them and hear from them? Take a listen. Um, And it's really important. We all need hope and inspiration now more than ever. I mean, who you tell in Flame Bears? I was crying a second ago, professionally. Learn lessons in grit and ambition from these elite athletes. Not for me. <laughs> Listen to Flame Bears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is also brought to you, and and of course it is, by BetterHelp. Um, I feel like doing an ad read for therapy on top of everything I just did um, is excessive. But I am, I do have to do that. Uh, this podcast is the best... Uh, commercial for therapy there's ever been commercial support for this podcast is provided by BetterHelp online therapy you know as we begin to see light at the end of the covid tunnel a lot of people are still feeling down and emotionally out of sorts who who is it show them show your faces you may not feel depressed or at a total loss or you may <laughs> but if you're feeling a little bit off or your relationships are suffering that could be a sign you should talk to somebody it could be uh, online therapy can help. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. I'll tell you what it is. Hi, sorry. It's me, Caden. I'm popping my head in here to say I'll tell you what it is. It's being able to just be completely honest with someone who isn't going to go, oh, really? But instead is going to go like, you know what? That sounds pretty relatable. Or, you know what? That's actually, that's how I found out the ADD thing. I call, I was talking to my psychiatrist about how I, I, was struggling and she was like I'm not telling you you're wrong I do think you're depressed but I want you to know that that specific thing might actually be your ADD it's just helpful to have someone go yeah I've seen that I've seen that and don't stop freaking out you're fine it's happening to other people that's what therapy is and boy does that feel good Woo! does that feel good uh it's a hug it's the best hug um Don't get me wrong, it's work, and sometimes it feels bad. But hey, that's everything, ain't it? Everything is both things at the same time. Uh, Where was I? Online therapy can help. BetterHelp, not a good uh, Fill out a questionnaire to help BetterHelp assess your needs and match you with a professional licensed therapist. Start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. It's not going to take that long. You can schedule secure weekly video, phone, or live chat appointments. I think live chat means you can, like, text, which... I appreciate so much as a person who sometimes you just want to shoot a text. 
I know that I've opted for the live chat on a on a customer service tip. I've been like, I don't really want to have to talk to somebody and have them have to go through a script and have it be recorded. I just want to be like, hey, this is what's wrong. Can you help me? Sometimes you want to do that. And um, better help is like, yeah, we get that. I love that. I love that a lot. People communicate differently. People are comfortable differently. So that's awesome. Um, therapists have a broad range of expertise, may not be locally available in your area. Sometimes you need a therapist who specializes in something. And if you live somewhere that isn't um, directly accessible to like a big city or like a major hub, it might be hard. You might have to travel really far to get a therapist who specializes in what it is you're looking for. But, you know, the, there's a lot of bad things about the internet. The good thing is it connects us and it can connect us in positive and helpful ways. We tend to want it to connect us in toxic ways, and I get it, but it can be used in a helpful way. Um, I feel like it's my life goal to set out that you can establish trust over the internet. I may be proven wrong, and if I am, feel free to laugh and uh, learn the lesson I just couldn't. But I do think it's possible, um, and why not try, you know? Uh, log into your account anytime. You can send a message to your therapist. It's commit. BetterHelp is committed to great matches. I do have to read this copy. So it's easy and it's free to change therapists if you needed, if if needed, not if you needed. Um, which is big. Uh, because I've said this before. If you find a therapist that you don't like, it's important to not think that means you don't like therapy. Um, you're gonna match. You're gonna find somebody you click with, and you're gonna find people that you don't click with. But it it don't try not to write off therapy. It's why I'm taking so long to get a therapist because I'm like, I know I'm going to have to go through a couple and I emotionally, I'm too attached to people right now. I think I'll get too attached to, to but enough about me. You can change your therapist easily if needed. Get through the copy, lady. It's more convenient. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and financial aid is available. So I, that's such a big thing that gets in people's way. I don't know um, BetterHelp's pricing specifically. Uh, I can look into it for the next time we do a BetterHelp ad read, but I, I know that it is more affordable, and I hope that it opens the door to people who weren't able to access it before, and then we, we still have work to do to open it up and make it widely accessible but we're not going to solve that in one ad read so you get 10 percent off of your first month um if you're ready at betterhelp.com slash code no that can't be right it must be no yep it is <laughs> betterhelp.com slash nolan that's better h-e-l-p.com slash n-o-l-a-n for 10 percent off of therapy that's it for this week's edition of sports uh i really hope there's like six of you left and i also simultaneously really hope that none of you are my mom um shout out to flame bears and better help shout out to the first take her take podcast a real podcast uh it has sports it has sports related topics it has women it has um what it says it's gonna have uh so you'll like the podcast it's great they're personable they're interesting um it's representate all of it you know you get it you've been here Big thanks to you guys for listening. Um, yeah, I mean that. Uh, that once is fine. Let's uh, look. Once is fine. Can we all just leave it there? Once is fine. Once is fine. Zero is better. Once is fine. 
Um, or you can always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them, like this one from Joe that says, there's very few, if any, podcasts that I'd listen to two, to two hours of sports, that's in quotes, talk, and then another half hour about a show that I've never watched, <laughs> but this is the one. Ooh, ooh, Joe, we appreciate your willingness to stick with this podcast when it gets weird, and as we've shown today, we're going to test the limits of that. Uh, we're going to see just how loyal you are. Will you, sure, you'll listen to me talk about my ideal yachty crew, but will you listen to me cry <laughs> while I tell you I don't have a podcast for you? Will you stick out through that? Will you hear my sadness? If the answer is no, to be clear, it's a me problem. But Joe, if the answer is yes, well then, I don't know. Friends for life. Uh, lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a, a... I said it. It's We're too deep now. Leave us a voicemail. 860-506-5571. Um, fingers crossed. I'm only saying goodbye to myself. But even if I am, the goodbye stays the same. I love you. And I need it.